Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matovu. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the Word that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated Word, which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit to receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing Christ as your life. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu, worth hearing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom experience, experiencing Christ. Hallelujah, praise the Lord wherever you are. This is Pastor Dennis Matovu Oda from Kampala, Uganda, Freedom Experience Ministry. We want to thank the Lord for this wonderful opportunity He gives us to come and minister unto you wherever you are across the globe. Thank you for tuning in globally, people that are supporting us, people that are following us through our Freedom Experience Ministry our platforms like the website, our radio, on social media. Thank you for always becoming uh, good listeners. God bless you. Even today, we want to continue our episodes, uh, with our episodic teaching uh, of free Experiencing Christ. And this is our episode 9. We bless the Lord for His giving us more grace on a daily basis. And my prayer for you is that you, as, as you listen this wonderful teaching series, you do your best to see that you, the Lord is working a great work in you. That there is a transformation in your life. That there is a change in your life. And this is pleasing to the Lord if you are changing to become more like His Son, Jesus Christ. Remember, the Bible tells us in Ephesians, uh, I'll begin with that verse to show you that we have a work to do as children of God. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 that the reason as why God gives us these uh, gifts in the church is for uh, simply one purpose. The Bible mentions the, the five gifts Jesus gives to the church after his ascension. He says that uh, he made some to be apostles, others to be prophets, others to be evangelists, others to be pastors, others to be teachers, and gives us the reason as to why he has ordained these offices. He says that for the war, for the perfecting of the saints. In other words, when people, to, a person to become a saint is just a simple thing. You believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you become a saint, you become a believer. But for you to be perfected, it requires work which is a gradual process, which is going to take some time as we are perfecting you until you become a person who is pleasing unto the Lord. So when you look at those things, you realize that uh, it takes work. It says for the perfecting of the saints, that is one. Number two, it says that for the work of ministry. Saints are supposed to be perfected so that they go into ministry in, and they begin to minister Christ. And consider say that for the edifying of the body of Christ. This is why these gifts are existing. The pastors are there. The prophets are there. Evangelists are there. Pastors are there. Uh, teachers are there. It is for the work of ministry. It is for the work of ministry, perfecting the saints, and, and, and for edifying of the body of Christ. He continues to tell us that until we all come into the unity of the faith. In other words, a time has got to come whereby we have one faith. And there is no way you can have one faith unless you have, we have all been included in the body of Christ and grew up into him, having the same flow of life. Then we begin to have a unified faith. And says, and we have one faith the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. It is God's desire and for this reason he has given us the prophets, for this reason he has given us the pastors, for this reason he has given us the evangelists, 
He has given us the teachers. He has given us the apostles. He says he wants us to he wants us to be unified in the faith until we come into the unity of the knowledge of the Son of God. He wants you and me globally all the believers all the body of Christ to come to the knowledge of his Son. He doesn't want us to know much of the gifts you might not even have the better gifts or a, a good gift. You might even fail to discover that you have a gift. But if you discover that you have Christ and you pursue Christ and you try, you do your best to know Christ, I tell you it is good. It is better. That's the way. Because we see that all these gifts and offices, they are to do one work. Perfect the saint uh, for the work of ministry and to edify the body of Christ until we come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God in unto a perfect man. He is waiting for you and me to become a perfect man and says that until we grow to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. He wants us to come to be filled with the fullness of Christ in that when they see you, you're speaking, you're living, you're, you're, your way of doing things, you are filled with Christ. You are filled with this Christ and this is what is pleasing to the Father. Now for this cause, we bring you such teachings like these ones we have brought you experiencing Christ daily. These are a series of teachings whereby we are going to look into several things. We will go into several series and deeper, deeper teachings with this wonderful program of experiencing Christ. And my, my prayer for you is that you keep on following, share, and invite others. Let us preach with you. Let us teach with you. Let us reach unto many with you. God bless you. Today, I want to continue from where we stopped yesterday. Uh, we were talking about we are in the book of Colossians. We are seeing some deeper, deeper things uh, concerning Christ and his church. And we saw in Colossians chapter 1, we have reached verses uh, 13, 14, whereby the Bible was showing us that we have been delivered from the powers of darkness and have been translated and, and to the kingdom of his dear son, or the son of his love. So <clears throat> we see that uh, the Bible talks about the son of his love the son of his love and says that in whom we have redemption in whom we have redemption uh, through his blood the forgiveness even the forgiveness of sin so today we want to see what it means to be transferred into the kingdom of the son of his love of the dear son that he loves so we see that the kingdom of the son is uh, the authority of Christ the kingdom of the Son they are talking about here is, 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 is the authority of Christ, where Christ operates in his full authority. So when you look unto this, you begin to see that we have been not only delivered out of the authority of darkness, but also transferred into the kingdom of the Son of God is love. And the kingdom of the Son is the authority of Christ. When you see they are talking about the kingdom of the Son of God is love, this kingdom is where he operates in authority. The kingdom is the authority of Christ. You come with me in Revelation chapter 11. Revelation chapter 11. The Bible says, Revelation 11 verses 15, it says that, And the seven angels sounded, and there was, there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. You see, that is 15. We see that the kingdoms now are supposed to be possessed in full authority and becoming the kingdoms of Jesus Christ. And he says he shall reign in these kingdoms forever. So this kingdom is going to take over all other kingdoms. And when we come into verses chapter 12 of Revelation, verse 10, still we see that the, the, the Bible says that, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and kingdom and the kingdom of our, our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. So we are seeing that the kingdom of the Son is the authority of Christ. So, as we continue, we shall see that the Son of the Father being the expression of the Father is the source of our life. 
when the bible says that and and we are translated unto the son of his his dear son that means that jesus christ is the son of the father which is also our father and jesus christ here is the expression of the father if you want to know all things concerning the father in heaven then jesus christ is the reality jesus christ is the image of the invisible god and this expression who is jesus christ the expression of the father is our source of life he came as the expression of the father but is also the source of life to all those who believe in him so the son of the father is the expression of the father as the source of our life when you read in john chapter 1 john 1 verses 18 you will see that one of the things that is mentioned uh, in john was that he came to become our life and the bible says in john chapter 1 verse 18 18 says that no man has seen god in other words god the father cannot be seen by any man he says that no man has seen god at any time the only begotten son which is in the bosom of the father has declared uh, god unto us in other words well as no man has seen the, fa- the, the father Jesus, who is in the bosom, who comes from the bosom of the Father, has seen him. He knows him. He is the Son of God. He has come on earth to show us and to express the Father. And as at the same time as he's, he's expressing his, the Father to us, is also becoming our source of life. You come to verse 4 of John chapter 1, verse 4. The Bible says in John 1, 4, in him this is christ was life and the life was the light of men so the the life which we have as eternal life that he has given us is the light of men it is giving us light to live into this uh, life that we have received but jesus christ becomes the source of this life that we are now living in the bible still says in another verse here in john first john chapter 1 verse 2 you see john had a deeper revelation he was talking about uh, jesus christ in his resurrection he says that that which is that is first john chapter 1 verse 1 and 2 the bible says that that which was from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life he says that for this life was manifested he came as a word of life but the bible says in verse 2 this life was manifested and we have seen it and here we, we bear witness and show unto you the, that eternal life which was with the father and was manifested unto us this is the life that we are in we are fellowshipping in this life so we see that the father as the source of life has been expressed in the son jesus christ now we we know him now we have seen him because whoever has seen the father the son has seen the father also jesus says in john 14 he told the uh, uh, the disciple was doubting he was saying that how are we going to to come to the father where is the way he says whoever has seen me has seen the father so is that the son of the father's love is the object of the father's love if you want to see the father's love then jesus christ is the reality jesus christ is the object so is the object of the father's love and to is the one that has been embodied and in his embodiment we see life is the embodiment of life to us when he came to show us the father in his body was the life that we needed in other words it was the embodiment of the life to us in the divine love which is of the father and he came and this is is, is the authority it was seen in the authority in his resurrection when jesus christ as the embodiment of the divine life is the object of the father's love then we begin to see this authority in resurrection manifesting and appearing and this is the divine life embodied in the son embodied in the son as given to us is in the divine love so when he comes to us as life he is in the love of god and we begin to see also the divine life the divine love so we see that the object of the divine love that who is jesus christ because jesus christ is the object the reality of that divine life which you can divine love of the father 
He says, this divine love then begins to become to us the embodiment of life. He came to prove that the Father loves us. And when he came as the divine love of the Father, remember the Bible says in John 3.16, for God so loved the world. So he had to, to bring something that proves that he loves us. So he gives us his son, the son of his love. And when he came, he came as the divine life. And divine life was embodied in this son that was given to us. And this son, when he was given to us, he was given to us in the divine love. God's divine love gave us the son and in the son was embodied the divine life for us to enjoy, for us to live. This life came with, 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 with life supply. So we see that this uh, divine love of the father, when it came to us, it was embodied uh, with life. And this divine love of from the father is the authority in resurrection. And this is what it means, uh, the kingdom of the son of his love. They would have stopped at the word, the kingdom of the son. But they add on the word that of his love, as we are going to see in this today's teaching, that uh, it is the kingdom of the son of his love because the kingdom, the power that works there is the power of love. It's not any other thing. He rules this kingdom with love. Now, you consider our, your experience. Consider your experience from the day you came to Christ. Coming to realize that the Lord Jesus is so loving and so lovable, then you began to love him. You love him, that's why you are still uh, following him and relying on, upon him. You love him, that's why you are still listening to such messages. And as we love the Lord Jesus Christ, we are conscious of the sweet sense of love. The more you love him, you begin to see that he has got a sweet sense of love. And not only does this sense of love include the Lord Jesus Christ, but it begins also to include us. When we fellowship with him, we have the consciousness of this sweet, sweet fellowship, sweet sense of love. Then this sweet sense of love begins to include you in Christ. We begin to be mingled in this love and we are in the kingdom of his son, the son of his love. You see? So... We realize that we are also the objects of the divine love. We begin also to take love to other people. Now we have received the love from him. He lives in us. We have been in a sweet sense of fellowship. And now the love that he came with is now permeated into us. It's filled in us. Now we take this love and we also become objects of his love. And we begin to take this divine love to the nations to prove to them that the, the father in his son Jesus Christ loves them who is in us by the Holy Spirit. So, as the object of this divine love, we spontaneously come under a certain control or a certain ruling. What it does, when the more we enter into the divine love of God, we begin to end to be under the control and a ruling. And remember that before you began to love the Lord Jesus Christ, you were free to do whatever you wanted. The, uh, you, you were doing anything that pleased you. You had no restrictions because you didn't have any knowledge of the divine love. But, uh, but, but now we will say, the more uh, we come to Jesus and we say, Lord Jesus, I love you, then the less freedom we will have. The more you say, I love the Lord, the more you go deeper to love the Lord, the more restrictions he put on you. And the less freedom to do whatever pleases you ceases. You cease to have the freedom to go for parties. You cease to have the freedom to go for boozing, for to do any other things you used to do freely before you came to Christ. You begin to love the Lord, Jesus Christ, and you begin to sense that as the more the more you love him the, the, the there is more ruling and more restrictions he begins to restrict you from doing some things that you used to do with your freedom you used to club you used to to fornicate you knew you used to do a lot of stuff because you had freedom over your life but the more you say that you, you came to this divine love I tell you, the moment you receive the divine life in you, then your freedom began to be reduced. Now you begin to have little freedom until you say that I have less freedom. I cannot do what I want to do. Just like Paul says that uh, uh, for to me to live is Christ. I, I don't have the freedom to live myself anymore. 
you see so we 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 the other times we could restrict we could mistreat people we could do uh, engage yourself in worldly entertainments without even any sense of inward restriction nothing inside you was refusing you to go where you wanted to go remember Jesus tells Peter in in John 20 and tells him that John 21 says that when you were young you dressed up and went wherever you you please to go and tells him that a time will come whereby they will they will bind you and take you where you don't want to go this is what it means the more we come to the father's love which is in Jesus Christ which is Jesus Christ himself the more restrictions we get the less freedom we get and as we are getting less freedom from ourselves then we begin to have freedom in Christ to enjoy the entirety of Christ the all inclusiveness of Christ and what it he is and to the body which is the church so even today uh, uh we are in this father's rule and the more we love Jesus Christ we come under this rule we come under this restriction and this rule is not harsh it's not painful it's not like harsh on us on the contrary it is sweet and pleasant it is so sweet and pleasant and this even if it is restricting us even if it is ruling us in such a way it is a way which is sweet and this is uh pleasant to the lord because he we are in the lord's rule and this lord's rule is within us now we don't have the freedom to do whatever we wanted to do but the freedom we have is the freedom to serve one another in love just like the bible says in galatians chapter 5:13 that the love that we should serve one another in love the freedom that we have is a freedom not to sin is a freedom to 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 serve one another in love So this is what I'm talking about. We do not care even to speak even vain words or to to have uh, evil thoughts that are displeasing to him. Whenever an evil thought comes to us, we shake it out because we don't want to to spoil our love and our fellowship and the sweet sense of love that we have with him. You see, that is a restriction. That is a ruling and that is in within us. You don't want to displease him. This time you feel like it is bad. When you do something you feel like oh I've sinned and you repent quickly because you don't want to displease him. So we are ruled and restricted to the utmost in the sweetness of the love and this is the kingdom of the son of his love. When we are up we are in this kingdom of the son of his love there is going to be some restrictions and these restrictions will lead to freedom to serve and ministry and to love more of our Christ and the more we are willing to be restricted and ruled by the Lord Jesus Christ i tell you that uh, out of our love for him the more we shall grow in life the more you, you say let me surrender and be taken where i don't want to go just like jesus told peter that you shall the time is coming whereby they are going to take you where you don't want to go they are going to do things you don't want to do did you know that when you do things you don't want to do then that is when you are pleasing god the things that yourself want to do are not pleasant to god so we have got to come a time there has got to come a time whereby um if the more we are willing to be restricted to be ruled uh by the lord jesus to become our lord and savior some of us is only our lord is not yet the lord is only our savior is not or uh, yet the lord is not ruling you is not uh, your boss so it's uh, with the more we accept it to be to call him our lord to rule us to restrict us out of our love is i tell you that this is the more we shall grow in life we shall grow in his life even in the abundance of life and this indicates that the kingdom of the son of his love is now our enjoyment is for our enjoyment of Christ as life here we are freed from everything everything other than Christ we begin to we to to go away from them and we begin to pursue Christ because the kingdom that we have come in is the kingdom of the son of his love so in this kingdom we have abundant life and we begin to shun away we begin to go away from other things and we begin to pursue one Christ for our enjoyment not only from evil things we will also be taken away from these other th- things that are good yet they are not godly there are things that are good yet they are not godly like philosophy like ordinances observances and other beliefs and other restrictions of 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 uh uh where we 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 hold 
ethics and uh, several things that come from the authority of darkness. Yesterday we are talking about the authority uh, being under the authority of darkness and the extent and the scope of this darkness it has entered even in the church if whereby people are still doing good things yet they are not from the kingdom of of the light so we see that those good things including some some observances some ordinances some philosophies some doctrinal teachings and which are, appear to be good ethical teachings yet they are not uh, bringing us unto light we see that God has delivered us out of such things, out of the authority of darkness. And today we are seeing that he has transferred us into a kingdom of love that is full of life and light. The kingdom is a kingdom of love. It is a kingdom that is full of life and light. These things are so important. And here we have no observances. We are in this kingdom. We don't have rituals in this kingdom. In the kingdom of, of Jesus Christ, we don't have ordinances, all practices, all philosophies, all mysticism, all gnosticism, all ascetism. These things that uh, have lured people away from Christ. In the kingdom of Christ, we only have Jesus Christ, the son of his love. And here we have love, light, and life. This is to live by Christ. This is what it means to live by Christ. You live in the, you live in love, you live in light, you live in the life, and this is what it means to live by Christ. So to live by Christ means that we do not live by anything other than Jesus Christ. That's why we are endeavoring to preach on the Christ. In every verse that we ever preach and minister to you, we are going to show you Christ, we are going to teach Christ, we are going to dig out what we have seen and what we have learned from Christ. So if we see what what it is to live by Christ, then we shall realize that many of us are still under some form of control established by the self. You are still controlled by yourself, not Christ. You are still under a control. You are set up and carried out by yourself, whereby um, this kind of control is the authority of darkness, whereby yourself is still controlling you. Yourself can control you and take you to see some things that are evil and take you to do some things that are evil. And that control is a proof that the, you are still under the control of the authority of darkness. And you have got to pray the more until we see that even ourselves is not controlling us. We have our control. We can self-control. We can control ourselves not to control us. And if, if we are under this authority, we receive no light. When you are under the authority of darkness, there is no light. You don't see any light. You don't come to the reality of Christ. Even when you are reading the Bible, you can't read the Bible with the light of life. Because the one who is reading is still taken by the control and the authority of darkness. And this is why a lot of believers are reading scriptures. But the challenge is, the more they read, they cannot understand. They don't see light. Why? They are still controlled by the authority of darkness, yet they want to see the things of the light. So, and uh, we cannot see light even when we are reading Bible. We have no utterance in prayer. You come to pray, you don't have even words because you have been living in the authority of darkness from morning to evening. You have been taken by the authority of darkness from morning to evening, from Monday to Sunday. And when you come to pray, I tell you, you don't feel like praying because the grace is not there, because there's no light to, that is going to shine in your spirit to ignite you to pray. So although the Father has delivered us out of the authority of darkness, we see that out of our natural thought, emotions, preferences, behaviors, we may still remain in some aspect of our natural being. We may still find ourselves that we are caught up and taken back to that authority of darkness. Although the Father has delivered us from the, the authorities of darkness because objectively he has delivered us. But subjectively in our experience, we, we see ourselves that we are still uh, being taken by our natural thoughts. We are taken by our emotions. We are taken by preferences. We are taken by behaviors. We are taken by um, natural things. And this, this causes us to be held under authority, the authority of darkness. You see? So because in the actuality we are under the authority and control of darkness, 
and are not in the kingdom of the son of his love in a practical way, then we have little enjoyment of Christ as the portion of the saints. The moment we see that we are under authority and under the control of darkness through ourselves, through the things we do that appear to be good, then I tell you, we are not in the kingdom of the son of his love in a practical way. We are there objectively as it is written, but in experientially, we are not there. We have little enjoyment of Christ as our portion of the saints. Today, I want us to remember that the book, this book we are reading through and we are going through verse by verse, uh, the book of Colossians, it does not deal with the sin. It deals with ordinances, practices that are even good, philosophies. And when we insist on a particular ordinance, you insist on a particular practice, you want to be under the authority of darkness. Because these particular ordinances and practices, they are, they are coming from the, the, the authority of darkness. Yet our Father has delivered us from the authority of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. He has transferred us there into the kingdom of the Son of His love. He loves us. That's why He has transferred us to that kingdom of love, you see. So, as we shall see, that the more we come to this love, the more we come to this light, I tell you and I tell you, the grace of God is sufficient, is sufficient. Hallelujah. Lord. So the grace of God is always sufficient the more we come to this wonderful fellowship of the Father in the kingdom of His Son, the Son of His love. And we have seen that we are restricted by the divine life. We are restricted by the divine love in the divine life. And instead of ordinances, instead of observances, instead of religion, instead of other things that are, appear to be good, we have got to be people that are, have Christ and are, are only belonging to Christ alone. And if we see this, I tell you, there will be no disputes in church. There will be no divisions in the church, in the church life. If we know that we are pursuing and we are living for Christ and we are living for Christ alone, then why would we have disputes? Why would we have divisions? Divisions come because one has got to uh, to prefer another instead of another person, and, and uh, yet Christ is one. What is needed? Let me give you one verse in in First Corinthians, and you see, chapter three. Division comes because people have be, have, have, are losing the vision of Christ in their ministry, in their life. The Bible says in First Corinthians chapter three. Uh, that this is chapter 3 verse 1 he says that and I brethren could not speak unto you as unto spiritual but as unto canoe even he says that even as unto babes in Christ I have fed you with milk and not with meat for hitherto we are not able to bear it neither ye yet now are you able he's talking to the church of Corinthians as they cannot even bear spiritual things. It says that in verse 3, For you are not yet, for you are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? You are still normal, you are still in the old you. You are still under the authority of darkness. This was what Paul was telling them, that as long as there is still divisions, as long as there is still envying and strife and in the church, then it means that we are still carnal. We are still walking as mere men. He says that for while one says, I am of Paul, another I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. He says, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither is he that plants anything, neither he that waters, but God that gives the increase. In other words, Paul was teaching them how to learn to enjoy Christ instead of looking and, and to dividing themselves unto Paul and to Apollos. And this is the challenge we have today. There is a lot of envying and disputes, divisions in the church life. And if we have anything divisive among us, that is an indication that some element of the authority of darkness is still with us. It is still within us. That's why there is division and uh, uh, secretary. We are, we, are, we are dividing ourselves into, uh, into uh, s sectors, 
You understand? So uh, we see that the division and confusion among Christians today, and uh, these are results of the influence of the authority of darkness. And if we have seen that it is, if we have seen what it is to live by Christ, if you have seen that it is God's grace for you to live by Christ and to live in his love, uh, if you see that vision, then you shall not have observances, do's and don'ts, ordinances, practices, divisions, these things will not be in you. And this does not mean that we don't honor the word, the holy word, because when we talk about observances and ordinances, these are in the Bible, in the Old Testament. We do believe and honor in the Bible, but we don't take the Bible as a book of observances. We don't take the Bible as a book of ordinances as it was in the Old Testament. You see, in the Old Testament, they had some set of laws and commandments and ordinances and, and the things they had to do, observances. They had some principles they had to do in the Old Testament. So, in the New Testament, which is the dispensation of grace, we are to take the Bible as the revelation, as the revelation of the, the living Christ. Take the Bible as the revelation of the living Christ, whereby every scripture, you are supposed to get a revelation of who Christ is. If you can't see Christ in your Bible, then I tell you, my brother, my sister, there is still a problem. In other words, all the 66 books have turned to become a revelation in this New Testament dispensation of grace. We no longer see observance. Even when we are reading Exodus, we don't. We no longer see observances and, and ordinances. We are seeing Christ. The types and figures and the shadows, they are now reflecting to us the reality, which is Christ. They are showing us the reality that he was Christ. Now we can see Christ in every verse, in every scripture, because we approach the Bible in, in, on a heavenly point of view, from the heavenly point of view, whereby we want to see a revelation. Every day you are supposed to see a revelation in every scripture, on any scripture you are reading, you are supposed to see the revelation of the living Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior. Hallelujah. So to be transferred into the kingdom of the Son of the Father, of, of the Father's love, is to be transferred into the Son who is life to us. First John chapter 5, the Bible says, in First John chapter 5, now we see that the Bible, for the Bible to say that we have been transferred into the kingdom of the Son of His love, it is to be transferred into the Son who is life to us. The Son, who is also the owner of the kingdom, is the very life that is a life within us. First John chapter 5, verse 12 says that, um, But he that has the Son has life, and he that has not the Son of God has not life. In other words, if you have the Son of his love, then you have life. You have been transferred into the Son, who is our life. The very kingdom of the, of the authority of Christ, the kingdom of the Son of the Father's love, is also the Son himself where we've been transferred as and is our life even today. You see? So the Bible talks about him as the Son in the resurrection. In other words, we've been transferred also into the Son in resurrection. First Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1 verse 13 the Bible speaks about this Christ we have been, where we have been brought. Verse 3 says that, First uh, Peter 1, 3, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope, unto a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So when he transferred us, he transferred us into the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see? Like Romans chapter 6 says, Romans chapter 6, verses 4. Now I'm giving you some scriptures to see that the transfer where we've been transferred is has got several aspects. The Christ in his kingdom, we are transferred in the resurrection, we are transferred in the in the in his life. Um, he has become life to us and is the is the son of God in resurrection. We have been transferred into that resurrection. So we see in Romans chapter 6, verse 4 to 5, the Bible says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like us, 
Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Even we should walk in the newness of life. In other words, we have been uh, transferred into a resurrection life which we are supposed to live. And this, this Son of God is now the life-giving Spirit to us. Is the life-giving Spirit. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 45, Jesus has turned to become the life-giving Spirit. He's also a Spirit in us. When you see the Holy Spirit, the Christ who is resurrected has become the life-giving Spirit. And the Bible says that in verse 45, 1 Corinthians 15, it says that, And so it is written, the first man Adam was made a living soul, the last Adam the last Adam was made a quickening spirit, all a life-giving spirit. So Jesus became the life-giving spirit. So when we are transferred into the kingdom of, of his dear son, we are transferred into the life, the, the one who has become life-giving spirit who lives in us. That means that he rules in us in his resurrection life with love. This is the kingdom of the son of the father's love. He's ruling us with love. The only thing that is using to rule us is not harshness or uh, fear. Is ruling us with love, and even if, if when when we live by the Son as our life in resurrection, we are living in this kingdom. We are enjoying Him in the Father's love. So we are to be people who are uh, uh, living the, by by Jesus Christ as our life in resurrection. You see, the Bible says in in Colossians three. Verse, verse, verse 4 and when Christ is our life meaning that Christ has become our life we are supposed to live him as our life in resurrection in resurrection you cease to live your life you begin to live the life of Christ we have been transferred into a realm where a realm where we are ruled in love with, li with life we have been transferred into that place a kingdom, a realm where we are being ruled with only love and in love and with the life which is Christ himself. And here, we, this is what we mean. We are under a heavenly ruling. We are under a restriction. We have genuine freedom. The more we are in this kingdom, that's what we call genuine freedom. The more there is a restriction, the more there is a ruling over you, that's genuine freedom. It is lesser freedom uh, towards you. It is genuine freedom uh, in your spirit. And this is the proper freedom which is a freedom which is in love and a freedom which is with love, with life and a freedom which is under light. So we have been transferred into such a kingdom and this is what it means to be delivered out of the authority of darkness and to be transferred into the kingdom of the son of his love. You see? So here in this kingdom we enjoy. We enjoy Christ and, we, uh, and life with Christ as everything to us. In other words, in this kingdom, you don't enjoy any other thing. You cease to enjoy every other thing outside Christ. You, you cannot receive Christ in his entirety and begin to, to look for other things outside him. That means that as a church in this kingdom, we are people who are enjoying Christ and having Christ as our, other, our everything. And this is to have the church life. You see, this is to have the church life in this kingdom. You enjoy Christ and you have the church life. There is no opinions, no divisions. We have only one thing, the church, the church life with, the ch with Christ as everything to us. So today we are pursuing only one thing, probably two. We are pursuing the church life with Christ as everything to us. In other words, the major ministry that we are left in the New Testament is to preach Christ and the body, which is the church, and the life within the church life, including Christ himself as our head. And this is the revelation that we are supposed to be preaching, teaching, and ministering. Hallelujah. So in Colossians, we have seen that the authority of darkness uh, refers uh, to good aspects of culture and character, our character, disposition, our nature and our natural being. When they talk about the authority of darkness, it also um, uh, combines these other good aspects that people want to do when they're in church. 
and we have seen that the authority of darkness includes even our virtues, even religion, even philosophy, even observances, even ordinances, even principles, and even ethical standards. All these things are wrapped up into the kingdom and the authority of darkness. So, God has delivered us out of such things, out of all these things, and he has transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love. And this is our message today. We have been teaching you and showing you where he has transferred us. He has transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love. And when we enter into this kingdom, we will always see love, we will always see life, we will always see light, we will always see grace and truth, which is reality. Remember, God is life is life imparted. When Christ comes to us as the incarnated word, he has come to bring us life so that this life is imparted into us. He has come to give us light so that this light shines in, uh, upon us and in us to give us the right path that we should take. He has, come to, he has come to become into us grace for us to enjoy God and, and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit uh, as our life and our life supply to enjoy him as everything that is grace. He has come to, to us to become the truth which is God realized. The truth is the reality about God, the reality about the Son Jesus Christ, and the reality about the Holy Spirit. That is what we call the truth. So, he has come to become all these things. And in this kingdom of, of the Father's, the, the, the Son of the Father's love, we begin to enjoy uh, Christ as the Word, life, light, grace, and enjoyment and, and reality, which is truth. And as we enjoy these things, then I tell you, glory is going to manifest as the last thing for our enjoyment. We are going to enjoy the manifestation of the glories in this kingdom. And this is when we are going to see his fullness. And this is what we call experiencing Christ on a daily basis. We are to be people who don't uh, go for anything else. We are to be people that are under the love and the rule of the Son. One of the things we have got to learn today is to be people that are under restriction. Sometimes people, as we as human beings, we don't want to be restricted. We don't want to be controlled by any other person. But when we come to Christ, we are supposed to call him our Lord and Savior. He's not only your Savior, let him become a Lord who restricts you until you say that I am a slave to Christ, but in this slavery of to Christ, I have genuine freedom, whereby I've been freed and delivered from all other things, including philosophies, including religion, including virtues, including my nature, including my, my, my all the principles and other ethical things, and I'm free to live a Christ life. You see? When we are in this kingdom, we do not sense that we are under righteousness, under power, under authority, but we are under the loving and lovable Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know what is more. What is more uh, is, uh, is for you to be enjoying Christ. Sometimes we, we forget Christ and pursue the things of Christ. And this has been a, 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 a snare to the body of Christ, whereby people will seek the things of Christ other than Christ himself. And some people are using his things like gifts and powers and they have not come to the enjoyment, the deeper enjoyment of Christ. Such people may think that we have it all. I will tell you, you may have the power, you may have the gift, but you may fail to have the life. The life, the reality, the life which is in the Christ who gives you those gifts. You see? So in him is life. And this life is supposed to be your light so that you enjoy Christ. So we don't pursue any other thing. The more we tell the Lord Jesus that we love him, the more we are freed on the one hand from outside things and the more we are restricted and ruled on the other hand so that we may uh, get rid of some things and become uh, restricted so that we enjoy Christ alone. And because we love him, because we love him, we desire to take him as our person. We desire to take him as our life. We desire to take him as our light. We desire to take him as our grace. We desire to take him as our enjoyment, our reality, our glory, our everything. And this is the proper Christian life for the church life. This is what we call to experience Christ on a daily basis. This is what we call freedom experience. 
Once again, this is Pastor Dennis Matov, all the way from Kampala, Uganda, Freedom Experience Ministry, where we experience Christ and God has called us to minister and dispense this Christ we have seen uh, through uh, several, several uh, fellowship with the Lord and the Word of God. We bless God that He has given us such a message in these end times, in this generation, and we pray that God gives us the power to dispense it globally on our medias, on our radio, on our social media, everywhere you are able to reach, to hear this voice, just know that the Lord has given us the grace to, to come to where you are, so that you come to know that there is another life in Christ. There is more to discover. There is more to see. You see, there is more to, to see from, from the Word of God. The Word of God has become the secret that is supposed to be revealed. We are supposed to see the inner life which is in the Word of God. Many people come to the Word of God and they are looking unto the shallow things. When you come and approach the scriptures, you see the shallow things. Some these things are uh, their happiness, their 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 uh, things that the soul life wants to hear. But when you look look into the scriptures with the spiritual eyes, I tell you, you are going to see things that eyes have not seen. You are going to see the secrets, the spirit which is in the word, and the life which is in the word. Remember, Jesus tells the disciples that the word that I speak to you are life and spirit. And the Bible says in Corinthians that the letter kings, but the spirit gives life. So when we are into the scriptures, we are supposed to look for where Jesus Christ with the spirit, the Lord spirit in us. And we are supposed to look unto Jesus Christ from every verse as our life. In other words, in the scriptures today, we are not looking at uh, uh, ethics, all uh, observances, all ordinances, all principles, all standards of living. No, we are looking unto life. We are looking for life. We are looking for, uh, for, for, for the light. We are looking for grace. And we are looking for uh, 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 enjoyment. So this is what we call the glory of God seen in the scriptures. God bless you even today. I say that thank you for continuing and continuing fellowshipping, following. May the rich Lord God Almighty bless you in the name of Jesus. We pray for you that may, you, may, you may understand and see this light that we are sharing here in Jesus mighty name be blessed we love you we believe in you god bless you abundantly bye bye to get more of this message and partner with freedom experience ministry log on to our website www.freedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our facebook page freedom experience ministry you can also call us directly on +256703898 triple zero nine be blessed experience the mystery of the word the redemptive power of revelation and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with christ